episode 255 of Up for Discussion, the emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. I'm Kate Bradley. I'm Adrian Schoen. And I'm Tom Zalatni. And today we're joined by a very special guest. Adam Winnick is a multidisciplinary artist with skills in animation and illustration. He's the former senior art director at Thought Cafe, uh, which you might have heard of because they helped build one of YouTube's best known educational series, Crash Course, which uh, just recently broke the 10 million subscriber mark. Uh, he's recently launched his own YouTube channel with the hopes of creating some unique content for your internet experience. Adam, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's an honor. It's a privilege, and it's uh, I'm I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Uh, well, before we dive in, we want to take a second to acknowledge that the studio where we record is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. Uh, as settlers, it's important that we recognize that the lands we occupy are not our own and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. Uh, so we want to take you, we want to encourage you, rather, <laughs> to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and the indigenous communities of that area. And without saying too much, I think our Patreon topic today might... Uh, end up getting into that a little bit <laughs> yeah uh, that's true <laughs> so adam long time no yep. see yeah it's uh yeah it's i mean we we met briefly um <laughs> i guess in 2016 right that's and, right yeah uh, it was a brief but uh magical experience <laughs> i'd say so yeah um adam and i met when uh former host of the show tim and i were in toronto doing a youtube uh, next up boot camp thing oh. uh, adam came in and helped out doing animation for a uh weird video that I was editing and producing at the time. I'm so shocked that it was a weird video. Yeah, yeah. I, I like my weird stuff. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, but uh, I think uh, I think the Toronto space, the Toronto YouTube space now is actually closed. Yeah, they, they shut it down like last year, I think. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. And when I admittedly, when I said last year just now, I, I really was not sure if I meant 2018 or 2019, <laughs> but I can pretend that I know what I'm talking about because it was uh, definitely one of those two. No, time time is an illusion anyway, so <laughs> it just it just goes by so fast. Yes. Um so you have recently started your own channel. Uh yes, that's correct. Do you wanna tell us a little bit about that and what yeah, you're so, doing there? So basically I've just been sitting on um some ideas for so long, uh and I've been learning uh how to do some music in Ableton and some uh 3D stuff, and I just kind of want to take all my ideas and finally get them out there um, in kind of like the the YouTube genre format, so short content uh, and content that's kind of th like three minutes or less. Ooh, um, I like that. And, <laughs> and like I know everyone's making stuff and there's so much content out there, but I, I do think there is, you know, the, those communities that do look for something that is new and something that is kind of weird and I hope to fulfill that niche, you know? Yeah, well, there's a lot of content. Not a lot of it's good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what, like, when good content comes up, it's already, like, it, it'll be shared. It'll yeah. Be shared yeah. And everything. Or YouTube will just randomly suggest it 10 years afterwards and you'll see fame uh, at that point. Yeah, right. that's true. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, but like, I'm inspired by. Uh, are you guys familiar with Bill Wirtz? Yeah, yeah. Weird, uh, like, weird dude into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, like. I really like Bill Wirtz, uh, and specifically his uh, "The History of the World," mm. um, which was, I think, like a 20 minute video where he just did the history of the world and the universe in just such a bizarre way that I ended up watching it like five times in a row because I'm like, oh, this 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 reminds me of like old internet, like the internet we were raised on. Uh, yeah. Like I don't, I, I don't know how old you guys are, but um, like I'm 30. And there was like this brief period where it seemed like there was really interesting content mm. um, specifically that was like, it was just new and fresh and the, the only place you could see it is on the internet. And mm. Bill Wirtz just nailed that niche where he was creating something that was good and it was actually educational. So eventually I would like to have kind of like educational, um, almost like psychedelic uh, education in Fuck a way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so some, so it's like you're, you're getting a little bit of uh, 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 like sh- sugar with the medicine or whatever, whatever that saying is. I can't remember it right now. Right. Yeah. A little, little spoonful of psychedelics makes the medicine. <laughs> Exactly. That's great. I, I think that's a really uh, that's a really great idea because we are always looking for fresh ways to learn things, right? Mm-hmm. But we're also yeah. there's plenty of people out there who are just looking to kind of be entertained by something weird, and to be able to kind of teach them something in the process is like it, it's cool. It's it it serves two purposes, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like and uh, like I guess another reference point would be um, uh, like the Sesame Street animations. I was just like, thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I know they're only, I know they're they only do like counting and like it's kind of more for toddlers. But like think of that for like a teenager or like you know, like fourteen to thirty year olds. Like that's kind of what I'm <laughs> aiming at. Yeah, I mean to be fair, like Sesame Street's audience is partly toddlers and partly parents of toddlers, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> But the original stuff, like the, the very early uh, Sesame Street, like I remember watching um, Jim Henson's student film. Ooh. And it it's so Sesame Street, but also like a college kid. So it's like stop motion of a raw chicken pole dancing, <laughs> like somebody backwards painting an elephant. Like <laughs> it's super strange. But then when you kind of see Sesame Street, it's the same stuff. It's just not, it, you know, it's more accessible. Yeah. <laughs> it's counting. But <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I got to check that out. That sounds amazing. <laughs> What kinds of uh, things are you looking to teach the world? Just kind of, uh, I have one that I'm actually working on right now is, uh, uh, d- did you guys ever see that Sinclair um, Sinclair script where all the news anchors were saying the same thing over and over? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So I'm actually working on it's one right now, right now about that. Um, and it's kind of like about fake news. Cool. And uh, yeah, like I sampled it and have like a beat on it and stuff. But uh, it's just that type of thing where it's where you you know people have talked about fake news now for the last like well since Trump got in right yeah. Um, but I think this is just a a new way to think about fake news, and I'm showing visuals and all that kind of crazy stuff. So awesome, awesome. sweet. Yeah, because yeah, that is definitely something that needs to be 
like there, I know that there's certain educators around the world trying to do their best to like, how do you assess news and is it real or is it not? So the more content like that, the better. And if it's yeah. got weird stuff and beats on it, I'm all on <laughs> yeah, board. Yeah. 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 And I think that's a, an area that we're so poorly educated about. Like, yeah. there's so much research on cognitive dissonance and the way that our you know our biases work. And uh, the first thing and the last thing that you hear are, you know, kind of uh, more prominent. And mm. you know, like the, the further you drift from the mainstream and isolate you, like you can kind of just float off into flat Earth. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and I think if we understood a little better about how we think. And what we're susceptible to, yes. like, I mean, especially for, you know, a, a teenager to have a better grasp on that, because we know a lot about it now, yeah. but we don't talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Except or in even... therapy when you're 32 and the, the therapist yes. is like, hey, this is why you're <laughs> fucked up. He's like, all right. Yeah, it's just uh, we live in a crazy world now where it seems like, you know, tr- truth doesn't matter at all. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's just the, uh, it's a brave, it's a brave new world. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that is. I've been thinking. I was thinking about that yesterday, actually. Just the fact that like, it doesn't matter what you say to certain people with certain beliefs. Hmm. That they that's their belief, and it there's nothing you can do, no graph you can show them. It's like, well, how the fuck do you get through to somebody <laughs> yeah. with the truth if yeah. the truth is rejected at every turn? Yeah, and and I do think it is like a question of. Um, well, A, you don't logic somebody no. out of something that mm-hmm. yeah, they mm-hmm. didn't logic themselves into. Won't work. Right. Uh, but, but I do think a lot about this, and it is kind of that saturation point of the people around you hmm. and who you choose to associate or like look up to or the content that you take in. And um, that can drift you away the further you, you get from kind of the common thinking. Because right. I know like... I feel very right about my opinions, but it's mostly because everyone around me feels that those things are right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and that's and why, like, culty stuff works well because they isolate you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Adam, you were going to say. No, I was just going to say that the uh, that there is no standard Google anymore. So it's just like mm. you, you, are, you are really tailored to your own uh, – to your bubble, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, just based on the algorithm. And it's like, is this really the best way to go? It's like, I don't, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, that's yeah. true, though. I hadn't thought about that. That the, like that your searches are tailored to your searches. So yeah. if that how how the fuck do you get out of that? Well, yeah, yeah the, the entire motivation on like Amazon or Google or Facebook is to give you content that you will engage with and mm. either agree with or react to. So it's all cycling on on your own behavior. Um, so how do we insert ourselves into people's search results then, <laughs> so that we get I, more downloads? <laughs> I, I would say I would I would say there like I, I, I actually started doing this. Uh, I started doing this. Um, last year or actually no for for several years now like three or four years uh, of consuming other types of media mm-hmm. so like i would purposely watch cnn purposely watch fox purposely look at uh right wing sites left wing sites and just kind of compare what they're talking about and how they talk about it mm-hmm. and i think that's a good mental exercise for you to for you to judge for yourself and sort of look at the blind spots of each uh each bias right yeah um yeah i'm I'm constantly torn on that because i feel like on the one hand it is a good way to like familiarize yourself with the other side's arguments and like way of thinking and and in some ways 
like humanize them right but on the other hand it also especially when it comes to like any sort of platform where people are producing content that is monetized based on how many clicks they get i'm like i don't know if i want to give my clicks to, <laughs> to right. the right wing people you know yeah and it, it is funny too like you you look at the like i began to see the freak show of both sides right it's like yep. oh man it's like i i've been kind of pushed like I, i'm like i'm left-leaning uh but i have been pushed into the middle because i'm like um wait a second i don't know if i agree with this and i don't I, I don't agree with anyone. I'm just in the middle <laughs> in this dark room by myself. <laughs> um, but no, th- there's definitely a way to build a bridge and communicate with each other. And I think communication's key. I like it with funky visuals. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Man, I miss uh, MTV when I was growing up had something called liquid television. And it was the best thing that they ever did. <laughs> I miss it so bad. But it was all like the weirdo animation that, um, like, you know, a time that there was not like a lot of adult animation. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah. But it was like Ian Flux and the Max and, and oh, the Head fuck, and yeah. all this weird shit. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is a revelation. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was on YTV and it was like the little, they, when, when 3D became more accessible, mm. they had these little clips between shows or at, at commercials. I can't remember. Yeah. It's just like, whoa. I remember and, that. And do you remember the one with the bird and the fish? That like, uh, the, yeah, the yeah. specifically. Oh my God. Was, so uh, emotional. It's called the Electric Circus, I think. Or oh. no, no. That was the dance. Was that the, was that the club? Was that the club show that they had on City TV? I don't oh, maybe. know. I, I know exactly the one you're talking about. And I love it. <laughs> it was just so like the fish wanting to be with the bird, and then the, but the bird can't work in the water, and the fish can't work in the air. And then, and then another one was just like um, instruments, organic instruments, and it was just sounds. And I was like, yes, give me more. And, and the one with the, uh, the room and the cactus. <gasps> yes. Do you remember that one? Yes, I do. I have no context for what you're talking about, but I love how excited Kate is. <laughs> YTV was, and I think still is, a like, yeah, it is still, actually, I have it on my cable package. It's like a kids TV yeah. channel, I think based out of Toronto, that um, mostly does cartoons and stuff. But in the, like, 90s and 2000s, there were, like, little sort of, in the commercial breaks, they would play little, like, house-made animations and okay. stuff a lot of the time. Yeah. Nice. It was yeah, it was amazing. Sorry, I forgot you guys weren't uh, based in Toronto. I'm too Toronto centric. Well, well, we're, we're I'm in Montreal. A, I'm here to to form a bridge between the United yeah. States, where I'm from, oh, okay. <laughs> and and the the rest of I guess Canada. Oh, <laughs> it's a big responsibility, Adrian. It, I, I I carry it on my shoulders. Yeah. I actually have a question for uh, Adam and and Kate, both as illustrators and animators. I have this theory that that, uh, people who work in those fields are just really introverted performers. Uh, Yeah, that's, I would say that's very close. I win! (laughs) Uh, And what's interesting about that is a lot of, really good animators if like you look at the behind the scenes um a lot of them act the scenes out and then reference themselves uh <laughs> yeah so they they actually do like you're acting like you're acting through your puppet like a puppet like a puppet show right yeah mm. it would sa- uh, safely without the creepy gazing eyes of the rest of the world you can mm-hmm. be yeah. weird at your desk and then because you have to have that you know, a form of empathy to to create motion and character and all of those things and put it down on paper, but then it lives outside of you. Yes. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. The oh. the the performance the, the rules of performance are still the same, right? Yeah. And um, I, I think I think every animator should take acting classes. Not, not that I have, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it's probably something I should. Do. You can always do improv. It's it's close enough. <laughs> Improv is not acting. No. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> no, it no, is performance. It yes, probably closer to cartoons than acting is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh my god, Adrian, you just—I'm feeling all kinds of emotions now because, <laughs> like, no, but it's so easy to just be like, you know, in, in, introverty is bad, but like, you can be. I see you, Kate. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You guys, you, you guys can't tell, but I'm smiling. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Alone in the dark. <laughs> speaking of things My that animators uh, should be. <laughs> speaking of things that make us smile, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a minute and uh, hop over to read some ads. Um, Adam, just t- sit tight for a minute while we do this. Yep. But first, uh, do you want to tell me what kind of genre of music you're into? Right now, I'm going through, <laughs> um, uh, like, I guess a hip hop phase. All right. All the right. old, the old hippity hop. Make it happen, Tom. I love what's about to happen. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what's about to happen. It's not going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. Ooh. Guys, this episode is brought to you in part by Chaos. That's Chaos with a K. Are you looking to produce some high-quality branded content without breaking the bank? Word. Chaos makes content marketing easy, affordable, and accessible by offering a studio-on-demand model and various subscription packages that make it easy to create consistent content for your audience and potential customers. Do you want professional sound equipment for podcasts and voiceovers like this one? She's on my nizzle. Oh, boy. (laughs) How about cinema-grade cameras, lenses, and lighting packages? Oh, yeah. And what about live stream capability and event hosting? (laughs) Sweet. Well, whether your business is starting a podcast, building a video empire, or adding live streams to your social media pages, Chaos has a package that'll help you create consistent, reliable content for your audience. Go to createchaos.com or check them out on Instagram at createchaos to find out more. That's chaos with a K. Yo! (laughs) Welcome to the Cash Corner, the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. The minimum hourly wage in Quebec right now is 12.50 cents an hour. At one hour per episode and an average of three hosts per episode, that's 37.50 cents a week. I don't like the way you're saying points. I don't know how why I'm saying it. Or an average of 162.50 cents a month. Right now, our Patreon page is only bringing in about half that much, which, to be fair, is still pretty awesome, but means that we're actually just not even able to pay our hosts properly for being on the show, and that's a bummer. Want to help us get there? If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendall, and Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Jan, Gillian, Sarah, Angelica, Will, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Kate, and Erica. You'll get early access to bonus, bonus content, bonus. little behind-the-scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. Plus, if you give at least $5 a month, you get to submit the featured question on an episode once per cycle on the show. And today's featured Patreon question comes from Erica, who asks, what do you think of the queen? The queen. What do we think of the queen? Well, I watched The Crown, so I did my <laughs> research. I'll defend the band, but not the monarchy. Not the monarchy. Yeah, well, it is the queen. So it's either the movie, the queen, or 
the queen <laughs> or the queen right what is that she's still around yeah, yeah. And we can comment yeah. on her yeah yeah the queen wait but is there i thought it was a movie is it a movie I'm, it is I'm, also a movie of a queen <laughs> i i think i'm going in the direction of like the monarchy yeah. okay yeah yeah that's what i would assume yeah cool. i'm i'm surprised that it still exists honestly yeah I see, like, the incentive to keep it. I mean, it creates a tremendous amount of tourism. It actually has an unintended uh, uh, benefit that I, I think is underappreciated, where all of, like, the salacious tabloids can mm. kind of focus on the royal family and kind of leave politics alone. Oh. Mm. That's a very, very good That's point. That's a good theory. Yeah. yeah. I Maybe they that. own the tabloids. Oh, mm. so they're just trying. Like they sent that kid out, like dressed like a Nazi at Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a racket to sell some tabloids. It yeah. could be, you know, a whole all, all monarchies everywhere. Yeah, from the beginning. <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel bad for the royal family. Like that sucks. Yeah, yeah. What a trap. Well, on the one hand, like it sucks to you know be born into that world, mm. right? Because you've got like all of the baggage that comes with that but also you got all the money that comes with that and all the privilege that comes with that you so get like, to, but there's it's not like there's not strings attached sure you get no choice in whether or not you participate in this thing it is your like family duty yeah. to the mm. country that you be this thing mm. and you get to take helicopters around but you take them to like weird local functions and and be a representative and you don't get to have like a personality or a choice and you can't really break out of that it's it's basically a golden cage absolutely yeah. with a you know 24 hour buffet <laughs> all all the fixings right yeah, yeah that's the thing like it, like cuz i hear what you're saying but like you know there's there's not a lot of freedom to it but at the same time like i, I don't know it's hard to sympathize there are worse cages to be born into, like poverty and systemic racism. Yeah, I'm not saying they're the worst off. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Just, I'm just saying it's kind of like, not, I don't know, have you watched The Queen no, no, <laughs> or The Crown? Uh, like maybe, maybe it made more sense when the foundations of whatever government were being formed. But, you know, now 2020, let's, let's sell the family or the crown jewels and fix problems with the the revenue right yeah, yeah but i mean the crown jewels are revenue generating True. i have seen them Me i too. paid money to do so yeah right. um there's a little conveyor belt in front of them so you don't linger yeah wow <laughs> you just float <laughs> as you pass them it is a weird like useless appendage that it like carries on a certain amount of history and tradition mm. along with it yeah um but and I also I think we shouldn't like diss the queen herself as like a, a person as a woman who like lived oh through my tremendous God, life. Yeah. yeah. Um, like super so many interesting. Of them like did. she's if she would talk about it, which she never ever will. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's a tremendous person. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, how how old is she? Ninety. Nine hundred. I don't. Know. Yeah. She's <laughs> eight hundred. Oh, oh, over nine hundred. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think she was uh, with Jesus at some point. She's she's the same age as Yoda, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what we need, baby queen. I was oh wondering if God. baby Yoda was going to come up in this episode, and I'm glad he did. <laughs> I heard this amazing conspiracy 
And it can't possibly be true, but I love this so much. You know how the queen has that like little weird rotating wave? Yes. It's because she's a robot. No, they said that they made her a robot arm. So that in, and the only way they they could get the function to, to like wave back and forth is to have it like rotate that way. So she would sit in the car and they would put the little (gasps) robot arm and it would go up. And then she had to start waving that way to match the, the robot. robot arm. That's hilarious. I, I love I that. Believe I believe yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. No, no questions asked. I, yeah. <laughs> this, this is my worldview going on. I, uh, I want you guys to know. I was, about, I was trying to Google the Queen to find out how old she is, and I just typed in Queen into Google, but also I didn't even type in Queen. I typed in Gween with a G. Oh, what, what came up? Uh, just the band Queen. Oh, okay. I thought you actually got her age. I was like, man, that's a hot topic. <laughs> Uh, she is 93 years old. Okay, she's Whoa. very old. Yeah, yeah. God's, God save the queen. <laughs> <laughs> and there's our episode title. <laughs> yeah, I think you can, like, I like. okay, so we talk a lot about, like, colonialism and how it sucks on this podcast. And, like, yeah, definitely. And, like, I think the monarchy is very responsible for that. And, well, and the, we'd be I, erasing history if we didn't acknowledge that. You are correct, but also this topic is the queen specifically. And exactly. She was born at a time that they had none of that power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like, I kind of feel like you can you can acknowledge that she is part of a horrible system and a thing that, like, fucked a lot of people over. But she's part of the the generation that started unfucking things. Yeah. At least a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And she's also, like a 20-year-old woman that just got seated in front of Churchill to go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It, that's so fucked up. It would be interesting to see like a modern day, like Princess Diana tried to kind of stir things up, right? And try to make, made her position, uh, like she was trying to generate good with her privilege, with her power, right? Yeah. right? yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you know that story, but like, I, I would like to see that kind of someone in the monarchy do that again. Like mm-hmm. it, if you're going to be born into it, may as well try to be representative of the people. Yeah. Cause they can't shut you up. Yeah. Because you all are, you already have that. Well, I mean, well, they, I think they, they can. can. <laughs> they did. Yeah. Just, as soon as I said it, I was like, ah, right. wait a minute. <laughs> That's how assassination. Yeah, works. exactly. Whoops. But, uh, yeah, but not, now we have Uber, so <laughs> Princess Diana could have taken an Uber. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm also, I'm sitting over here feeling so much tension in my chest because. Uh, being of British blood, um, the royal family is fucking important yeah. <laughs> to the British people. Yeah. Like, not everybody, but I definitely have family members who are like, don't fuck with the queen. Like, <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I mean, it's like fucking with a flag yeah. for Americans. Like, mm-hmm. it's it does hold a, a certain tradition and, you know, th- those things. I feel like you guys, and I very much appreciate being on this podcast because it really... I'm like super liberal, but and I also like to argue for uh, the thing that no one else is. So you guys really push me into this space where I'm like, what the fuck? Why am I arguing for the monarchy? <laughs> oh no! no. It, like I, I would consider myself uh, like an iconoclast. Like I don't think traditions matter that much. Mm. I think I think we should question everything and uh, you know build traditions of our own, or you know just try to try to shape the world that we want to live in. Yeah. Mm. That doesn't sound super British. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm half Polish, half Irish, so maybe maybe oh, something that, to that. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. Oh man. From what I know of the British people, that does stiff up a lip. Yeah, yeah. Tradition and uh, yeah. Well, yeah, because especially nowadays when everything moves so fucking quickly yeah. mm-hmm. that. Like the traditions of your lifetime mean nothing to the person that comes afterwards, not mm-hmm. ne- not necessarily. Okay. And it's like when tradition was sort of built out of survival or ways to like. There's so many things in the Bible that are about like not dying because you ate the wrong thing, right. which is now interpreted as don't eat that thing ever. Right. But before it had a reason, <laughs> um, and and then clinging to that thing as if it means everything is where the danger comes in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. you know. Yeah. I, the Crack Podcast just did like an interesting episode on like uh, creating traditions and and living, you know, like that they are culturally important. Uh-huh. And like we're in society now, one of the most popular holidays is Halloween, which has like pretty much is untethered from everything else. Yeah. And Christmas is the other big one, but it's not as uh, you know, you know, it used to be kind of like a turn of the calendar, like the harvest is coming, mm-hmm. you know, for fall and Thanksgiving, and like so they had a certain cultural and and practical need or like meaning uh that caused you to take inventory of uh the the time that it was yeah and so now they're becoming a little bit disconnected and so now like you know people get really annoyed around you know christmas time because now you've got all these obligations but it's not really it doesn't feel really personal Uh yeah I i think what's interesting about halloween being very popular is it is a chance for um, people's identities to kind of reshape. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so, like, I, I think that's also why, like, cosplay and, like, anime conventions are popular. Yeah. It's like, I think people like to uh, change their I- identities mm-hmm. on a whim. And there is this appeal of putting on a mask and feeling safe being someone other than yourself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think. Like, we have visions of the future where, you know, everyone's wearing silver suits and things like that. But I think the future is going to look like just a giant anime convention. <laughs> but like, I think it, the queen does gonna... cosplay. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> she wears very colorful suits. But I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> I'd like to imagine the royal family sitting down to play D&D every once in a while. Oh, my God. <laughs> but all their characters are just like normal humans yes <laughs> except yeah they they would have a real dungeon master <laughs> oh, no. and it's paul hollywood in my head canon paul hollywood from the great british bake off oh. is the royal dungeon master <laughs> bring in the raven master yes <laughs> and yeah it's a kinky dungeon i think i want to i tried leggings this year everybody <laughs> and i t- there's a there's it'll the dots will connect uh-huh. do not fear uh-huh. um and when I first put them on, I was like, oh, God, no. All my bits, right? But then the more I wore them, the more I felt free. Because it's like, it's just like, it's just sil- silky, silky, sticky, right? Not mm-hmm. not sticky. I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> and then, you know the ones that they wear at uh, sports games where it's like the whole body is the... Like, a unitard? You, but not... Oh, well, no, yeah, uh, but with the head as well. A morph suit. Morph suit. Yeah. I mean, how liberating. I no one, one can see. You have one? <laughs> yeah. <gasps> They're great. Oh, my I've always God. Wanted, I've always wanted one just for, you know, to be that guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I got them. My A bunch of my friends in high school, uh, we decided we were going to buy morph suits and wear them to our after prom. Uh, and then I 
sold my after prom ticket to a guy who went to a different high school from us who was friends with a bunch of my friends because he <laughs> wanted to go and I spent the money on Paper Mario <laughs> and I went home and ordered a pizza and played Paper Mario instead of going to my after prom in the morph suit good, of course that's a good a good investment yeah it's a good game it was a good game I think I played the whole thing in a night that can't be true no I beat it that night but I think I had started it sooner I don't remember <laughs> I'm still stuck that Kate, as an adult woman, has just tried leggings. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Look, I went from like size 34s in high school hanging off me to like tight jeans for the first time two years ago. Yeah, but Kate, I am 26 and was socialized male, and I've worn leggings. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I wore took... I wore uh, like Under Armour for in football and they felt great like the so under nice. armor leggings yeah I, well the, the leggings the, the leggings i have are actually dragon ball leggings nice. uh, covered in dragon balls and it's because a friend of mine uh wanted to do an art trade so i drew a sketch card for her and she was like i i got these at a convention you want these instead of payment i was like okay nice. <laughs> otherwise i would never have known adrian i, I would never it's have shocking. known shocking I, I'm not... actually the owner of, of a few unitards and somebody who's done done aerial and like trapeze oh, yeah. and stuff. Right, and so right. you don't want it to like hitch on anything that you're wearing. Yeah. But also like I wore some things over it. <laughs> but I do cool. have a super shiny like Smurf blue unitard. Wow. <laughs> going, going back to uh, Dragon Ball Z, uh, <laughs> I, I, I saw uh, that the Tokyo official mascot is Goku. Oh, I heard that. What? Tokyo 2020 Olympics. <gasps> yeah. It, the mascot is Goku. And I thought that was a bit of, I feel like that's a bit of a cheap out, no? I uh, Yeah, because they're so good at mascots in Japan. Yeah, like, they are very, use, very like, a, good. An IP. I, mean, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be really cool, but, <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I don't feel, know how I, I feel about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, because it's, like, it's been revived through different series and games and stuff, and then pop culture made it huge mm. not too long ago. Uh, so I guess there's that maybe like fan service of like everybody kind of knows who he is yeah. now. Right. Also, I mean, hello, he's the ultimate athlete. Yeah. yeah. I, I just true. look forward to the moment that any time they win gold that they stand up on the podium and go, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my for, God, they have to. <laughs> for five episodes in a row. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're sorry, we'll be. We'll be returning to the sports in a moment. <laughs> this is going on much too long. Much too long. We did not break this up properly. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. That's really fun. Uh, Although I understand your concerns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, as an animator, I'm sure that they'll have some pretty sweet intro time. <gasps> things like yes. that. Oh, yeah. yeah, that'll be fun. Did you, did you guys see the, uh, what was it, Beijing with the, the monkey god? Yeah. Those animations were amazing. Yeah. Oh, I don't I remember don't, seeing that. I don't remember seeing that either. I'm going to Google it. I think that was one of the last times I watched like the Olympics. And I think it was because I moved out not long after that. That was like, that was, was that 2008? I want to say it was 2000. Yeah, it was 2008. Cool. I'm it feels right. That. So it is right. Yeah. No. yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of things that feel right and are right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how about a transition? <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to do our last segment of the show where we hop over to reddit.com slash am I the asshole. Um, however, this time I actually just have screenshots of an am I the asshole thread, uh, but I'll link to it in the description. Ah. Uh, someone tweeted this uh, and 
Oh boy, is it a doozy. Oh. Um, so Adam, you, uh, you might not know this, but this is the part of the show where I'll read us an Am I the Asshole? And then okay. uh, we'll discuss whether or not that person is the asshole. And That's usually good. they are. Because <laughs> so, it's from Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this one says, Am I the asshole for telling my nephew his PlayStation 4 was going to be destroyed to teach him a lesson? Oh. Okay, I fucked up. My brother-in-law saw one of those stupid videos where they destroy the game console in front of a child to teach him a lesson. I heard him planning on doing that to my nephew because he failed two courses at school. He's 12. I tried talking them out of it, telling them it's not the right way to do it, to sell it, to hide it, whatever. Just don't do it. That was my point. I told my nephew what they were going to do, and I asked him not to overreact, to just tell them that he's disappointed or something that makes them feel bad. And... Then if he brings his grades up, I'll get him a new PlayStation 4, but I just don't want his but I just want his stupid parents to feel guilty. Last week my brother-in-law sat him in a chair, had a couple of his asshole friends holding him, <gasps> and proceeded to destroy the PlayStation 4 with a baseball bat while laughing and yelling and recording the whole thing. Oh. My nephew had a poker face through the whole thing, didn't move at all, and whispered something and then laughed. His dad stopped, asked everybody to shut up, and asked him, What? What are you laughing about? My nephew said, You humiliated me. You took something that was mine and humiliated me in front of everybody. You are bigger, stronger, but everybody is helpless when they're asleep. I'm laughing because everybody is helpless when they're sleeping. Holy shit! If you're done, I want to go inside. There's something I need to think about. He had an entire week to prepare what to say, and this is what he came up with, and his delivery was fucking scary, and I was speechless, and everybody was shocked. I said out loud, good parenting, everybody, good job, and I went after my nephew. I spoke to him afterward, and he said he will tell no one that I had warned him about it, and he has no plans on doing anything to his parents at all. He just wanted to teach them a lesson. Jesus, fuck! Now, it's quite dark. Now my sister quite booked dark. an appointment with a psychologist, and they're sleeping with locks on their doors, and I think I caused a family crisis. I feel like an asshole, because I just have to tell them what I did to patch things up, but honestly, I kind of just want to see where this is going. Am I the asshole? Holy wow. crap! It sounds like uh, a, a good start to a horror movie. Yes, it really does. There's so many layers on that. I, I can't even. But I, it does. It, did anybody see that John Mulaney special with the oh, kids? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. But there's this little girl who says something that has stuck with me and, <laughs> and terrified me ever since I've heard it. Where she's like, he asks her like, "Do you have nightmares?" And she says, "Well." I had this this uh, nightmare where uh, they were all saying my name, and he's like, "Well, who who's they?" And she's like, "I I don't know, just just them." And he's like, "Okay, well, why is that scary?" And she says, "Cause I didn't know that a nightmare could know your name." Oh fuck! <laughs> That's Kids crazy. are scary, is my point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so is he the ass? Let's let's take this in chunks. Mm-hmm. Is he the asshole for warning his nephew? Mm-hmm. I think no. Yeah, I don't. I think that was a misstep. I don't think that was an asshole thing to do. Yeah, I don't the, know if I'd even call it a misstep. Honestly, like, I think the parents are assholes, and I think oh, hundred percent warning your nephew like heads up, your parents are going to do something shitty. I, I think mean, is it's, I don't know. It's looking it's, out for the kid. It's it's mental abuse, right? It's like you're, yeah, it's, it's clearly. You, you chose, like the kid says, he, you chose something that he liked and you destroyed it. Yeah. yeah. There's no way you can make this uh, a legitimate angle of parenting. Yeah. Yeah, I think the kid's kind of the only hero in the story. Because, like, to, to subvert 
what a parent wants to like to undermine their parenting is mm-hmm. kind of a dick move but also it is it's not like it's hard to say abusive or it's mentally like their intention is is sort of mental abuse yeah 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 i think so but and maybe- even e- even if they had like the latest version of playstation with like a 4k tv and all like all the sweet gear to replace it afterwards they still toyed with them for that moment. Oh right? yeah. Well, that's it's it. Like, it's it's different if you like. It's one thing to warn your kid, like to threaten it. You know, if you're like, you get your grades up, or we're getting rid of the PlayStation. That's something, right? Mm-hmm. You can and and I don't know that empty threats work, right? I don't know that non-empty threats that you fully intend to follow through on. I don't think those work either. Yeah. But as a parent, I've definitely had moments where I've been like, if you don't do the thing right now, like shit's going down, and like. You know, if you don't want to physically harm your kid, which, God, I hope no one wants to physically harm their kid, most of the time you go for their possessions and you're like, I'm going to take away the thing you like. Yeah. And that doesn't work and that's not healthy and it's not a good way to do it. And what you should do instead is like have a conversation with your kid and explain, you know, emotionally what like needs to actually happen and why this is a problem, et cetera, et cetera. But I understand in the heat of the moment saying, I'm going to take away your PlayStation. But they planned yeah, but it and plan. they like ritualized it and they made with like yeah. a certain pageantry over- about he it. He fucking yeah. said they held him. Yeah. yeah that's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Jesus that Christ. whole thing is a mess. But I think that like, because the kid is 12, yeah. right? So you're the uncle telling him behind closed doors, if you will, that mm-hmm. this is going to happen. Yeah. There's no way that that doesn't lead to something fucked up. Yeah. Because you're telling a child something that something... Anyways, so I think maybe the, the way to go about it would have been to say to his parents, I will tell yeah. him that this is happening because sure. this is wrong. Yeah. Um, and if you, if you, you know, if you don't back down or something like that. Right. Maybe the, maybe, maybe the parents had the same thing happen to their Atari years ago. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah. cycle of abuse continues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's real, right? Like I, <laughs> this came up earlier this week, threatened to throw away some stuff because it was being used poorly. Uh-huh. And, and, Making that threat, I immediately was like, oh, I don't want to have to follow through on that. And also, like, I remember how shitty it felt when that happened to me as a kid. Yeah. Because my mom would throw away shit that I liked because I wasn't doing what she wanted me to do. Yeah. And, like, that's not good parenting, right? (laughs) And, like, there is only so much that you can do in the moment when something slips out. But the way that you choose to follow up is important, right? Yeah. And it sounds to me like these parents have no intention of trying to fix this, right? Like they only wanted to hurt this kid with mm-hmm. their actions. Yeah. And that's just unacceptable. Also, the fact like it, the fact that they have locks on their doors right now mm-hmm. shows how little they know their kid. Yeah. Right? For the kid to... Sure, this was completely unexpected to them. They had no idea this was coming. Mm-hmm. And so in the moment, thinking, like, this is a shocking thing to happen and this is how he reacted spontaneously, right. that's terrifying. But at the same time, like, how, how he's 12. Yeah. Like, how much have you spoken to your kid to think that he will actually harm you? Right. Yeah. And also, like, even if you chose to tell the kid... And then tell the parents because you were afraid that maybe they would, you know, you wouldn't be able to access them or something. Yeah. And, and you're trying to I know, avoid this this situation or at least mitigate it in a way that, that you thought was, you know, good for the kid. Um, it shows that there might be some of the same toxicity in the same family where he's like, I 
still don't want to tell him. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's see where this goes, he said. Yeah. I'll let them lock this kid in a room thinking he's a psychopath rather than saying, like, he had, like, a week to prep what he was, like, wanted to say yeah. about this. Right. Maybe you guys have some issues. Yeah, yeah true. Because, yeah, because that's right. The the fact that they're bad parents. We know they're bad parents. <laughs> yeah, that's settled. Um well, they or they have acted in a way that would indicate. Um, I think they're bad parents. <laughs> but like, so not telling them, you know, they're going to make the wrong choice. You know mm. that they are going to fuck this kid up more. Right. So fucking tell them. Yeah. I'm speaking it's to a, you, Reddit yeah. person. It seems like a bad situation. All, all yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. But man, that kid. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because even if you plan that shit. You have grown ass men holding you down on a chair yeah, while someone terrifying. destroys something in front of you that you care about. Yeah. Knowing all the backstory of they planned this to hurt me yeah. to still be able to keep your cool and fucking deliver that in a terrifying way. Yeah. The balls Go on kid. this kid. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. actually the intelligence to yes. be able to to find the words to to kind of I, I don't combat this situation. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Because he, instead of just saying, like, I will hurt you, you humiliated me. Yeah. Like, there's this, there's so much thought in that and yeah. so much, like, consideration. Yeah. The kid's yeah. the He's only He's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do think, I think that the person who posted this definitely needs to, like, fess up that they did yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> to I avoid further harm to the kid. Yeah. I think they're or, not the asshole for what they did, but I think they'd be the asshole if they just, like, wash their hands of it now and, yes. and let things unfold. Yes. At least there seems to be some sort of self-reflection of am i the asshole yeah yeah right true but also he was like it's funny if i just like he's asking for permission to be able to just like let this situation unfold without his you know yeah yeah so like all reddit i am i the assholes he's a little bit an asshole (laughs) yeah yeah oh man what person butt person yes that's that's what we're calling assholes this year. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to 2020, the year of the butt prison. <laughs> uh, well, that brings us to the end of our show for this week. Adam, thank you cool. so much for joining us. Yeah, thank thanks you. for having me. It's uh, yeah, it's fun. I've uh, I'm not used to being on a podcast, so I apologize. <laughs> I think you did great. If, yeah, if my input was limited. <laughs> was this your Was this your first ever podcast appearance? Yeah, I've never I've never done it. <gasps> so like as I'm fun. listening to as as I'm listening to you guys, I'm just listening, and I'm like, oh wait, I'm on the <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you did a great job. Yes. Um, thanks for letting us be your first. And yeah. uh, thanks for being our first of 2020. Yeah. Yay. Let's, yeah 2020, let's uh, hope World War Three doesn't start. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lots of mottos this year. The year yeah. of the butt people and hopefully not another world war. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if you like this episode, consider supporting us on Patreon. Like we said earlier, we uh, need help financially. And, uh, you know, you can give a dollar and it would help financially uh we also have merch you can click the merch link in the description of this episode to get all sorts of great stuff from the lovely people over at t public and you can of course support us for free by leaving a rating or review on your podcatcher of choice uh or by sharing this episode with a friend who uh, has strong feelings about the queen <laughs> or the queen <laughs> or is a butt person mm. the queen <laughs> uh, you can follow our show on instagram and twitter at down with talking and like our page on facebook does anyone want to plug anything bearing in mind this comes out january 14th Uh, Just uh, check out my YouTube channel, Adama. Uh, I have some videos about Bitcoin, about New Year's, about uh, ego death. Oh. A bunch of of weird stuff if that's that's your speed. I will definitely check that out. Is that like general Adama? Uh, 
It's so I, I <laughs> thought Cafe I actually got that nickname from uh, Battlestar. Uh-huh. Um, nice. But yeah, it, it, I I was lent Battlestar Galactica season four. And then I watched that. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, I gave you the wrong season. So I never got into it. Yeah, it is Battlestar Galactica. I was just it's checking for spelling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. It's <laughs> all right. I, I love that story. I like how, how uh, uncomfortable you got with the association. <laughs> That's amazing. So what is the spelling? Is it just an A? Uh, yeah, A-D-A-M-A. Wonderful. Sweet. You managed to get YouTube.com slash Adama? I don't have the channel name yet because okay, you okay. need like sp- specific subs and all that. Stuff. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Well, uh, I'll include a link to your uh, cool to your channel in the description of the episode for anyone who wants to check it out. Sweet. Sounds good. Um, January sixteenth, yeah. the Sketch Republic at Ooh. Montreal Improv. Mm-hmm. I will be hosting, and the theme is marbles. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I picked it. Hot topic. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, Adrian, any plugs? Um, mm, no. <laughs> cool. uh, my my only plug is uh, once again I want to mention my new podcast, Natural Tuny. It's mm. a Canadian D and D podcast. Uh, we've got two episodes out by the time this comes out, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. And I'm working crazy hard on it to give you a sense of it. The episode you're currently listening to probably took me between two and three hours of editing. Uh, the an episode of Natural Toonie that I edited yesterday took me seven hours. Oh my god! So uh, that's three Toonies and half a Toonie. Please go listen to it and validate all my work. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> well, I'd like to give a special thanks at at this time, as we often do, mm. to uh, Crackers. Let's turn the lights down for a second. Yeah, yeah. Let's, kinda... let's get a mellow. Let's change the mood. A little shift. Shift the focus. So our friends, Crackers and Jam, uh, who let us use their title track, uh, Benson, uh, as our theme music, you can find all of their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. And also, because Tom works so hard, uh, this show was produced and edited by Tom Zalat. Tom Zalat. That's me. For the Nupford Network. For the Nupford Network. The Upford Network. You can find out about all of our great shows at upfordnetwork.com. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Adam. Take care. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Adam. Take care. I'm Tom. I'm Will. And we're the hosts of Blasting Off Again, a Pokemon watch-through podcast brought to you by the Upford Network. We've taken on the monumental task of watching through every episode of Pokemon, providing in-depth analysis of everybody's favorite 90s dogfighting cartoon. We're asking the hard-hitting questions. Who's the real hero of this series? Why do some of these episodes get banned? Is Ash's treatment of his Pokemon abusive or just negligent? Is Charizard completely justified in treating Ash like the worst trainer of all time? Why don't more Pokemon have nipples? Which Pokemon would make the best professional wrestler? Is Farfetch'd your best option for Christmas dinner? Who even is that Pokemon? Are all cops bastards? Wait, I thought this was a Pokemon podcast. Uh... Anyway, tune in to Blasting Off Again on the Upward Network and wherever you find your podcasts. We're We're blasting off again! Ding! 
If you're someone who interacts with kids, you're probably familiar with moments of being asked questions you're just not equipped to answer. Whether it's the old favorite, where do babies come from, or the nuances of discrimination, Rad Child Podcast has your back. Each episode, your host, Seth Day, leads a discussion about topics like race, disability, loss, gender, sexuality, and so much more. Our goal is to give grown-ups the tools to talk to kids about almost anything. So come give a listen. Rad Child Podcast, helping to raise a generation of open, compassionate, rad kids. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else.